Welcome back. Today's Shiur and Pashat HaShavu will be given by Rav Jonathan Snowbell, Pashat Nasa. And I would like to take this opportunity to wish everybody Chag Kashav Sameach. There will be, of course, no Shiur on uh, Wednesday, tomorrow, uh, due to Chag Shavuot. Instead of that, I hope you'll be learning in a uh, more real, a more human-oriented KMTT of your own. Yom Matan Torah, Chag HaShavuot. There's an expression in Chazal, when you hear especially good Chiddush, when you have a special connection to Torah, the Torah is espresh, v'sameach ki yom netinata v'sinai. We come back once a year to Sinai, to Chag HaShavuot, in order to, to renew, to recreate not just the acceptance of the Torah, but the but the freshness of Torah. Every day, it's fresh, it's new, it's just, imagine, you just got the Torah for the first time. The immediacy, of not something you learned once, and you remember it, you look at it occasionally, but the experience of, of receiving Torah directly. You hear Torah now, it's because your mind is connected to It's not, it's not something we learn in order to be smarter or to know, it's something you learn because knowing Torah is is sharing in Machshavtal Shel Hakadosh Baruch in the thought of God, in the contents of the thought of God, in Torah, which preceded the world and which the world is based. Once a year, we renew that commitment, we renew the experience, we come back ourselves to Sinai, and then in Mitzvah the whole year we continue. Not just learning once now and then, got a shul, but every day, kavua, kimitzion, tetzetava, kmtt, and other forms of learning that you have. Chag, kasher, v'sameich, and other and pashat ha-shavua. This week that we have a Shavuot in the middle of the week, um, we have a Shabbat after Shavuot, and a regular Parsha, and we're learning Parshat Naso. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank my wife, Atara, for helping me iron out the ideas in this parsha. Um, Sefer Bamidbar starts out with in a completely different way than Sefer Vayikra. If we recall uh, some of the shiurim that we gave earlier, uh, Parshat Pekudei, the end of Parshat Pekudei, we said that the Mishkan, which we completed building at the end of Sefer Shmot, has two essential purposes. One is the hitva adut with Moshe and Am Yisrael, the communication between Am Yisrael and God. And that essentially expresses itself in Sefer Vayikra. Vayikra is about korbanot that we bring in the Mishkan. It's about the Isurei Tum'ah, the different Tumot uh, that impact our ability to go into the Mishkan. That's the essential focus of Tumah. The second half of the purpose of the Mishkan is being in the middle of the Machaneh. The Mishkan is in the middle of the Machaneh. Uh, the traveling of the Machaneh is described as being connected to the Mishkan. If we read again the end of Parshat Pekudei, Uvehe alot he'anan me'ala mishkan, Yis'u b'nei Yisrael b'chol ma'sehem. 
Vim lo anan velo yisu adyom he'aloto. In that sense, the the Mishkan as being the center of the Machaneh is not expressed in Sefer Vayikra, but rather in Sefer Bemidbar. And Sefer Bemidbar, in that sense, begins very logically and is relates to the Machaneh. We have the choosing out of the Nasim, counting B'nai Israel, setting them up in the Machaneh, who to the north, who to the south, who to the east, who to the west. The central role of the Leviim within the Machaneh. The Leviim are those who will construct the Mishkan, deconstruct the Mishkan, and carry the Mishkan when we travel. So therefore the Leviim have a central role within the Mishkan, within how it functions in the Machaneh. As we said, the Mishkan dictates the traveling of B'nai Israel, so those who take apart the Mishkan, carry the Mishkan, and rebuild the Mishkan, have a central role within how B'nai Israel act within the Machaneh. And the, so the end of Parshat B'midbar and the beginning of Parshat Naso discussed the roles of the Levim vis-à-vis the Mishkan, the traveling of the Mishkan, which we said the traveling of the Mishkan impacts how the Machaneh, the camp of B'nai Israel, functions. The next parasha after the the Levim is the Shiluach of the Tmeim from the Machana. Tzavet Bnei Yisrael, Perakei Pasuk Bet. Tzavet Bnei Yisrael, Vishalchu mina Machana, Kol Tzaroa Vecholza Vechol Tamei Lanafesh. Mizachar Nekeva Teshalechu, Al Michutz LaMachana Teshalechu, Velo Yitameu Et Machanehem Ashani Shochen Betochan. The first thing that's eye-catching is the Musag of Tumah here in the Machaneh. Tumah until now is something that was kept in Sefer Vayikra, and here we see a mitzvah. We have a Machaneh. You have a Machaneh with the Mishkan in the middle of this Machaneh, and therefore it's a Kadosh Machaneh, and therefore you have to send the Tmeim out of the Machaneh, ki ani shochen betocham, because Hashem is inside this Machaneh. Now, the, the first problem here with the Psukim is a question of Pshat versus Halakha. The Halakha dictates to us that the only Tameh that is outside the Machaneh is a Tzaruah, is a Mitzorah. Yet the Psukim indicate that we're sending outside of the Machaneh Tzaruah, Zav, Tameh Lanafesh. So Chazal t- tell you that there's three Machanot. There's Machaneh Kihuna. And out of Machaneh Kuna, we send only the Tmehmeh, it has to be sent only out of the Machaneh Kuna, Machaneh Shechina, pardon me. There's the Machaneh Leviyah, which the Tmehmeh is allowed to be in the Machaneh Leviyah, but the Zav has to be out of the Machaneh Leviyah. And there's Machaneh Israel, which the Tmehmeh and the Zav are allowed to be in Machaneh Israel, but the Tsarua has to be out of Machaneh Israel. However, the Pshat indicates that all three are sent out of the Machaneh. that would indicate that in this unique situation, halakha is true in Eretz Yisrael, where there is not a mishkan in the middle of every city, or but in the, in the midbar, where the, the mishkan was in the center of the machaneh, 
this machana had a unique situation where all tmeim had to be outside the machana entirely. Okay, so the parasha of shlichat at tmeim out of the machana belongs in Sefer Bamidbar, we understand it's talking about the machana. From here, however, till the end of the parsha, we face a series of question marks as to why these parshiot belong in Sefer Bamidbar. The next parsha after uh, Shlichat Meim is Parshat Asham Gzilot. Asham Gzilot is a korban that one brings for a particular transgression. So A, the fact that it's a korban indicates that it should be- belong in Sefer Vayikra. More so, however, this parsha doesn't only theoretically belong in Sefer Vayikra, it does belong in Sefer Vayikra. Rashi already points out to us that the parsha of Asham Gzelot already appears in Parakei Pasuk Hafalaf of Sefer Vayikra. And Rashi asks the question, why is the parsha repeated here? And his answer is, whatever he answers, to teach us some new halachot. However, we we to answer we have a question of, of our own. Why does this belong in Sefer Bimidbar? Sefer Bimidbar is the Sefer of the Machaneh, and, a, and a, a parasha which relates to Korbanot belongs in Sefer Vayikra, and this parasha is in Sefer Vayikra. And this goes on. The next parasha is Parshat Sota. Parshat Sota the woman who suspected of cheating on her husband, she brings the korban, minchat se'orim, to the, to the mishkan, she drinks the mesota in the mishkan. What is this doing in, this is a parasha of korbanot, it belongs in, in Sefer Vayikra. Nazir, korbanot at the end of the nazirut, korbanot in the middle of the nazirut, if he comes in contact with a met, Sefer Vayikra. What's it doing in Sefer Bamidbar? Birkat Kohanim. Sefer Vayikra is Torah Kohanim. Birkat Kohanim is all about Kohanim, and that belongs in Sefer Vayikra. Finally, the end of the parasha is the Korbanot Hanesim. Korbanot. The Korbanot Nesim belong in Sefer Vayikra. So, the majority of Parshat Naso seems not to belong in Sefer Bamidbar at all. It has nothing to do with the Machana. It belongs, it has to do with the Olam of Korbanot, I should say. And as relating to the Olam of Korbanot, it should belong in Sefer Vayikra. What we're going to try to do in this year then is try to explain how each parasha, though it might have an element of Korbanot or Kehuna, it essentially belongs in Sefer Bamidbar, which is about the Machana. We begin once again at the beginning with Korban Hashem Gzilot. So here we said two things. One, Korban Hashem Gzilot is a Korban, Sefer Vayikra. And secondly, it's not just my understanding that it should belong in Sefer Vayikra. It, it is in Sefer Vayikra. It's written in Sefer Vayikra. So... Why is it then repeated in Sefer Bamidbar? And why does it belong in Sefer Bamidbar? So what Hashem are we talking about? We're talking about Hashem Gzilot. A person steals from another person. 
So it's true, and not only does he steal, he takes an oath in the name of God. When he admits that he does so, he pays back the person, he adds an additional fifth, and he brings the korban asham. So it's true, it does belong in Sefer Vayikra, it involves a korban, it involves taking an oath in God's name and sinning towards God, and therefore it belongs in Sefer Vayikra. However, the essential sin, which leads to an asham gzelot, is stealing. Stealing is the human interaction within the machane, ben adam al-chavero. And in that sense, this parasha belongs in Sefer Bamidbar. Does it have an end product that ends in the Mishkan? It does, but that doesn't bother us, because we're talking about not a machane disconnected from the Mishkan, we're talking about a machane which is connected to the Mishkan. So what we have here is an action that takes place in the machane, which leads ultimately to some sort of correction within the Mishkan. It's important to differentiate. Another korban that any man from the machane is allowed to bring, I as a man in the machane, I'm allowed to bring a korban ola, a korban shlamim, a korban toda. I might have to bring a korban chatat. But those korbanot only belong in the mishkan. They don't relate to the machane. There's no essential action that starts off in the machana. It is me wanting to come to God in the Mishkan, and therefore I come to the Mishkan. A human, a man or a woman from the machana who want to bring a korban to the Mishkan, it is not from the world of the machana. It is, it is a, a desire to be in the world of the Mishkan. And that's why they bring those korbanot. As opposed to the Asham Gzelot, the Asham Gzelot, the action be- begins in the machana. You might ask, what about a korban chatat? Korban chatat stems from a sin. And all the parashat of the arayot is about a sin that took place in the machaneh. The essential answer to that question is, is that if we read the parashiot there, we'll see that the, 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 the action that happens, first of all, the, the way the Torah describes the Arayot is not as much of a sin as Ben Adam al-Chavero, or not at all a sin Ben Adam al-Chavero, as much as a sin Ben Adam al-Makom. So we're talking about a sin which is a relationship between man and God, and therefore it's corrected in the Mishkan. It's not, while well, the action takes place in the Machaneh, the sin is between man and God, and the sin impacts the Mishkan. It's Metameh the Mishkan. As opposed to an Asham Gzelot, Asham Gzelot, is a sin between man and his fellow man. It's a sin which is in, inside the machana, and then it's corrected in the mishkan. Move on to Isha Sota. So Isha Sota, if we reiterate our question, but why it belongs in Sefer Vayikra, is because of the whole, the whole talich, the whole procedure of, of, of determining what happened with this woman takes place in the mishkan. It involves korbanot. It seems to belong to Zevar Vayikra. But along the same lines that we've discussed now, about the Hashem Gzod, we can say the same thing about the Isha Sota. Isha Sota is about a problem between a husband and a wife. A husband and a wife's relationship 
is Ben Adam Lachavero, it belongs in the Machaneh. The man suspects his wife of cheating on him. And once again, the unique reality of the Machaneh having at its center a Mishkan allows this man and wife to solve the problem within the Mishkan. Either the Mesota will determine that this woman did cheat on her husband and it will terminate the marriage, terminate her life and terminate the marriage, or she'll admit that she cheated and it won't terminate her life, it'll just terminate her marriage, or it will determine that she didn't cheat on her husband and that they can continue their marriage. Again, what we have here is a problem which starts in the Machaneh, problem between a husband and a wife, and is solved ultimately in the Mishkan. In the Mishkan, which is in the middle of the Machaneh. Here we continue to Parashat Nazir. Nazir has three essential Isurim, prohibitions. He's prohibited from coming in contact with any grape or grape products, wine. He's prohibited from cutting his hair. And he is prohibited in coming in contact with Tumatmet. The Nazir, both in his commandments, his or her commandments, the Nazir in its commandments, and in the wording of the Psukim, raises associations with the Kohanim, in Sefer Vayikra, and with the Kohen Gadol specifically. The Nazir is not allowed to come in contact with wine or grape products at all. We know the Kohanim, when they go into the Avodah and the Mishkan and the Mikdash, are not allowed to come in contact with wine either. Yain v'shechar, itach. Kohen is commanded, after the sin of Nadav Avihu, that he's not allowed to come in contact with any wine or alcohol. So this, again, similar, not in all the details, but similar to the Nazir. The hair issue is, in fact, opposite. The Nazir grows his hair, and the Kohanim are commanded to cut their hair constantly. But, the centrality of the hair, if in opposite directions, is there. And finally, the Surah of Tumatmet. The Surah of Tumatmet is unique to the Nazir and the Kohanim. The Nazir is more than a Kohen Ediot. The Kohen Ediot is not allowed to come in contact, a regular Kohen is not allowed to come in contact with any Tmemet, except for his immediate family. He's allowed to come in contact with his mother and father and son and daughter and brother and sister and his wife. However, the Kohen Gadol is not allowed to come in contact with any Tumatmet, including his family. In that sense, the Nazir is like the Kohen Gadol. The Nazir is prohibited from coming in contact with any members of his family. Furthermore, let's listen to this pasuk about the Kohen. About the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen has Nezer Shemen Mishchat Elokav Alav. 
the, how is the Kohen Gadol anointed? He's anointed with Shemen on his head. So he has this Nezer of God on his upon his head. We read about the Kohen, about the Nazir. The same Nezer that is on, the Nezer of God which is on the head of the Kohen Gadol is on the Nazir. Which of course in the case of the Nazir, the Nezer stems not from anointing oil on him but from the hair that he's growing on his head. What is Parashat Nazir teaching us? Parashat Nazir is teaching us that the person who is not a Kohen, can, who lives in the Machaneh, who doesn't have a constant contact with the Mishkan like the Kohanim do, he can reach the level of the Kohen. He can accept upon himself Isurim that are similar to those of the Kohanim. And he can reach that state of the Kohen Gadol, of Nezer Elokav al Rosho. So it's true that if he comes in contact with Tumat Met, he has to bring Korbanot. And at the end of his Nizirut, he has to bring Korbanot. But the essential character of the Nazir is a person from the Machaneh who strives within the Machaneh. All the Isurim don't relate to the Mishkan. The Isur of drinking wine is something within the Machaneh. The Isur of cutting his hair is something within the Machaneh. The Isur of coming in contact with Metav certainly is within the Machaneh. There is no Met in the... There is no Met in the, in, the, in the Mishkan at all. Once again, while we have a reality which is a machane reality. A man from the machane accepting upon himself prohibitions that are acted out within the machane, which ultimately have some sort of relation to the mishkan in the middle of the machane. If there is a need for a korban, if he's if he comes in contact with a met, he brings it in the mishkan. At the end of his nizirut, he brings a korban in the mishkan. But essentially, what the nazir is is, a, is is an is an event which takes place within the machane. From here we move to birkat koanim. Birkat koanim even by its essential nature that we see it today as one of the few mitzvot that the Kohanim still have without a Beit HaMikdash already tells us that it's not Mikdash-centered. There's very, there are halachot which relate that have a, a unique uh, status for Berkat Kohanim in the Mikdash, the shame that they used in the Mikdash, but we, we even see that by the fact that Berkat Kohanim is acted on t- is, is performed today without a Mikdash, that Birkat Kohanim is not about the Mikdash. But the Kohanim are in the Mikdash, they're in the Mishkan, and it still seems to relate to the Mishkan. What is Bracha? Bracha is taking out from the Makor of the Bracha and giving over of that Bracha to the outside. If the Kohanim 
are standing in the Mishkan and serving in the Mishkan, then the bracha is standing in the Mishkan and sending out the bracha of God into the Machaneh. That is what Birkat Kohanim is. is taking the bracha from the Mishkan and sending it into the Machaneh. And in that sense, clearly, Birkat Kohanim has a clear place in within the Machaneh and within Sefer B'midbar. The parasha moves on to tell about the Agalot, which the Leviim received to help move the... Uh, the kelim of the Mishkan, or the structure of the Mishkan, and that, again, we clearly see is part of the Machaneh, the Mishkan, and tr- transferring the Mishkan specifically is part of the Machaneh, part of moving the Machaneh. And finally, we re- reach the Korbanot HaNasim. And I think, at this point in this year, uh, all the listeners can more or less guess to where we're going to. It's true that the Korbanot Nasim are... Korbanot, and in that sense they belong in the Mishkan. However, what the Korbanot Nisim are, are Korbanot, they're, they're unusual Korbanot. One example, just to make us understand, it's true that individuals can bring Korbanot, but A, korban, individuals don't bring Ketoret. We read by each of the Nisim, Kafachat Azahar Zahav Mile'a Ketoret. How can a yachid, an individual, bring ketoret? Secondly, according to Chazal, they brought, the nasi of the seventh day brought, uh, whatever day of the week it was, there was a korban of the nasi on Shabbat. There's no korban yachid on Shabbat. How could, how can this be a korban yachid? So what we see is, the nasi is bringing a korban not as a yachid, he is bringing a korban as representing each of the shvatim to the exclusion of Shevet Levi and Shevet HaKehuna. It is the Nisi'im as the representatives of the shvatim who make up the Machaneh who are now bringing korbanot. If we said before that I, an individual, can bring a korban ola whenever I choose to in the Mishkan. That that does not belong in Sefer Bamidbar, that belongs in Sefer Vayikra, because that is about me wanting to come close to Hashem in the Mishkan. Here, we're talking about the Nisim of each of the Shvatim who make up the Machaneh, bringing a korban into the Mishkan. What I think is transpiring here is that the Nisim, through their korbanot, are forging together the Machaneh that they represent with the Mishkan, which stands in the center of the Machaneh. Sefer B'midbar is Sefer HaMachaneh, the Machaneh, which is centered in the Mishkan, which is centered by the Mishkan. The Machaneh has its own issues, whether it's 
man and his fellow man, whether it's man and his wife, whether it's the man who wants to attain a, a man who doesn't belong in the Mishkan because he's not a Kohen and wants to attain a higher level by becoming an Azir. It has Nasi'im who are not from Shevet Levi or Shevet Kuna. But the Machaneh has the Mishkan in the middle. And in that sense, the Machana has its unique situations and unique problems which don't stem from the Mishkan, but they are related to the Mishkan, they are at times solved by the Mishkan, they come back to the Mishkan. This is Sefer Bamidbar. The Machana with the Mishkan in the middle, and how that Machana with its unique situations and problems relates to the Mishkan. Shabbat Shalom, and for those listeners who listened to the Shir before Shavuot, Chag Sameach.